and he doesn't get a chance to eat because someone tries to kill him right out of the bed. I'm wondering, like, is he brushing his teeth? Is he able to use the bathroom through all this? You know, we see him kind of get dressed during the fight. I can't, like, drop a deuce while someone's trying to, you know, axe me to death. It's just like, it's awful. Well, you know when you die, you also, you know. I'm well, yeah, dying. because when you die, all of your muscles relax, including your butt muscles. So, so I mean, he, he doesn't have to worry about the bathroom at that point. It's already taken care of. All right, I'm going to say gross. Okay, it's a so. gross but, fact, but it's a fact regardless. But we will all poop our pants when we die is the point. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully not from yeah, someone, like, we'll murdering you with an axe while you're on the toilet. the one pooping. I mean... Although, Ideally, being on the toilet would actually be beneficial. For for that one instance, that's the best place you can be when you get murdered horribly. But I prefer not to go the murdered I mean, horribly route. People, people make so many jokes about Elvis dying on the toilet, but you know what? At least it wasn't in his pants. Okay, Executioner, you want to tell us about your impressions <laughs> of like Boss Man? There they go, the clown and the two thugs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down. I am Pat B. In the house today, we have Shayna Shay. What's up? Manda Panda. Hey. Abby Abster, go. Howdy, howdy. And the beautiful and talented Effocution. All for one and one for all. Today, we have an awesome, action-packed, fun-filled show lined up for you. We are talking about the film Boss Level with Frank Grillo, who we all know for his hardcore roles in... Okay, not a unique story, but one we know the type, and we'll tell, we'll we'll let you know how this one measured up to that legacy it's trying to follow. We are also talking about Mirador. It's a boss rush, roguelike, hack and slash, uh, hodgepodge of everything, and we'll give you our impressions in a few. Also, yeah. do the revival series Punky Brewster. Man, I grew up with Punky Brewster as a kid. I have a fond appreciation for the story. I know some of us do too, and odds are you may as well. We'll let you know the full breakdown of whether or not this does respect to that legacy, or if it can eat a mm. And we also talk about the comic Breaklands. This is a future story that seems like a past story that also has like a sci-fi story that seems like an anti-fantasy story. It's weird stuff, and we'll give you the nitty gritty in a few as well, but right now, I'm gonna tell you all about Boss Level. Retired Special Forces officer, he's trapped in a never-ending uh, time loop, just a cycle on the on the day of his death. And that's pretty much all you need to know. It stars Frank Grillo, dude's badass, man, I gotta say. In the story, he wakes up and then someone tries to kill him. He dispatches them, leaves the house, someone tries to kill him. He gets in the car, drives off, someone tries to kill him. Yo, it was awesome. You gotta I mention it. he stole a car. Well, we'll get there, man. Okay. And then someone tried to kill him. Execution, give us the rundown, man. What happened in this in this in this motion picture? Well, I mean, pretty much it's it's like Groundhog's Day, except someone's trying to kill you. I mean, that's that's it, it's just pretty amazing. You know, at this point, like, you know, Frank's character Roy. His name is Roy. Roy. It really pits it as a video game where Roy is killed a lot. And then he comes back and starts all over again. And he even references in this, it's like I'm stuck in a damn video game. And I'm like, you know what? Okay, I'm there with you. You know, because yeah, he, he was, he was having a fun time at first. Yeah, I was. I was thinking like, oh my god, is he like actually in a video game? Because it was like the video game aesthetic was sort of present throughout the film. Mm -hmm. But like, you sort of like learn like what actually is causing like this time loop of him being in like over and over, and like he has to like he has to figure out how to get out of it. And I think like the the video game aesthetic of the film comes from his. Um, from, comes from like a, uh, the kids like interest in like 
um, old video games, mm-hmm. like Street Fighter and like Galaga and like the time that like he sort of spent at the arcade with like with the kid. So uh, he's got a son in this. He's estranged from his ex-wife and excuse me. Um, he's in communication with his ex-wife, but estranged from his son. She's kept him uh, distant from Roy. So part of this is him rebuilding his relationship with his son, or trying to at the very least, as well as getting information from his ex-wife and people trying to kill him. He has no idea why. And uh, that's all you need to know uh, plot-wise because everything else is just, it loops back over again. You know, he starts the day over again and all you still need to know is just, he's this dude, special forces, so he's got skills, his wife, his son, and folks trying to murk him, that's it. And it just replays again, replays again. And he gets a little more information as to why it's happening. And as he discovers why it's happening, I like when he started putting the stuff together. Like it wasn't just him finding ways to get around people trying to kill him. It's it's him uh, working out ways of getting over on them and then getting over on the people and then using the folks with information at his disposal. Cause when Ken Jong first starts clowning him for those drinks. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> And my man, he's got a, he's got a regular bar. He's got a regular, you know, like Cheers diner place. And he makes a big point of going there and being friendly with the bartender and this random brother that you know sits next to the bellies up to the bar next to him for no reason because he's like, it's the only meal I can get before eleven fifteen before someone kills me, so I got to rush. And I'm just like, damn, that's I didn't even think about that aspect. Like, yo, if so he's no, just the person exactly living. Died. Yeah. Well, I mean, he doesn't know exactly, but it, odds well, are it's going to happen. Time. Yeah, but if he still wakes up, like, the body got to function. If he still wakes up hungry and he doesn't get a chance to eat because someone tries to kill him right out of the bed, I'm wondering, like, is he brushing his teeth? Is he able to use the bathroom through all this? You know, we see him kind of get dressed during the fight. I can't, like, drop a deuce while someone's trying to, you know, axe me to death. It's just like, it's awful. Well, you know when you die, you also, you know. I'm well, yeah, dying. because when you die, all of your muscles relax. Including your butt muscles. So, so I mean, he, he doesn't have to worry about the bathroom at that point. It's already taken care of. I mean, yeah. right, I'm going to say gross, but it's, okay. It's a so. gross but, fact, but it's a fact regardless. But we, we will all poop our pants when we die, is the point. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, not from someone yeah, like murdering you with <laughs> while <laughs> you're on the toilet. The one pooping. I mean, Although, ideally, being on the toilet would actually be beneficial. No, yeah, man. I guess, I guess that is it. For, for, for that one instance, that's the best place you can be when you get murdered horribly. But I'd prefer not to get the, go the murdered I mean, horribly route. People, people make so many jokes about Elvis dying on the toilet, but you know what? At least it wasn't in his pants. Okay, Efficutioner, you want to tell us about your impressions <laughs> of like Boss Man? Man, so I got to say, I was, I was coming into this movie thinking like, oh boy, here we go again. Frank trying to get at that money and just waste that time during COVID. But no, this was actually pretty interesting. I, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, at first he was just pretty much relaxed about it. Just like, oh yeah, gun to go here, but let's go there. You know, dodging, you know, I'm like, I am the one, but not the one. And then eventually he's like, you know what? I want to know what the heck is going on. Why am I being so focused on the killing and the death and, you know, my blood getting splattered? So... You know, he decides to do a little bit of research, and each time he discovers something little, you know, it's like he's thinking, like, all right, now it's time for revenge. But as he goes for revenge, he starts to see, like, wait, man, 
other people are being affected during this day you know like he never really spent time with his son and like when he found out that his son was being targeted and killed he said you know what screw revenge i'm gonna get to know my kids since i can only spend time with them at this point and he just dedicates like you know each of his deaths a couple of deaths to just getting to know his son and then like after that you know eventually the kids like hey man you know mom called me early this morning and then you know it's just like yeah dude i appreciate that though man we got yeah. to do the detective work and stuff that seemed a little too convenient it wasn't like it wasn't hokey you know he actually worked out the clues and got there like when he discovered the one place they couldn't track him you know he actually had to think yeah. about why that was and it took Yo, him like to over two or three deaths Esports e fighting game oh. tournaments, they save lives. It is proven yeah. in this movie. Super Turbo is the best version of Street Fighter to play. Get out of here, man. <laughs> yes, Super Turbo is the best version. Okay. Or third. I should just agree that your opinion is incorrect. Yo, Alpha 3, oh my gosh, that <laughs> broken mess of His the opinion game. is <laughs> valid, God, you got even nothing. if it is wrong. <laughs> yo, Alpha, just pick Rose or right, Abby, 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 what do you got? Give us your impressions, please. Um, yeah, I I probably have to agree with Effa with the and with you, Pat, about like the detective work like throughout the film. Like you sort of pick up on these hints about like what he's doing and like like certain aspects of the film, like how um, how he's being tracked by all of these people that are trying to kill him, how, like, each of the people that are sort of around him are, like, important to the rest of the story, like, the, like, you realize, like, the person that he wakes up uh, next to in the bed, you realize that, like, hey, she plays a bigger role in this film than you might think, other oh, than, wait, like... Wait, easy, easy, that's, that's, that's treading spoiler territory. Oh, yeah. Yes. It was the discoveries like when he found out what when people were more involved than Yeah, and just like and you the audience do too at the same time. Yeah, and also like like it's sort of like you're going on this sort of trip of like what's going on with him. Like when he finds out like how is he being tracked by these people, he sort of like realizes like he He's like, and then he like listens in on like this other thing. He's like, oh my God, I need to figure out if like this person can like help me like not be tracked. And like he sort of, you can sort of see the gears turning in his head when he's trying to figure out like how to get like um, out of this time loop and how to get out of this sort of like Groundhog Day scenario. And that scene was hilarious, he, by the way, when he found that tracker. What? When he, when he found the tracker? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, that was good. Oh, my God. Hey, so, yeah, but, like, I'm just imagining, like, when he found the tracker, he would probably have to do that almost every single escape attempt afterward. Imagine the pain. At least he knows oh. which one it was. Yeah, so that was... Yeah, at least he knows where it was, so he didn't have to, like, make it more painful than it had to be. Wait, so, so I'm, guess, I'm guessing so you did So he retains his, his knowledge every time he resets? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, Abby, I'm guessing you did what I did as I'm watching this. Just imagine what you would do in that situation and how you yeah. would react. Because in every every time he died, it's like, oh, I couldn't do that. Oh, I wouldn't do that. Oh, that sucks. Oh, I could maybe do that. Oh, that other guy. 
And then when he uh, when he started using things to his advantage, like I won't spoil anything, but when he uh, discovered a convenient use for Roy two, uh, Roy number two. Yes. I, I I was like I didn't I don't think they intended for that to be funny, but I was like. Ah! Yeah, exactly. Like I like Roy two, and then um, also with. Um, uh the uh the sword the training was, oh um, yeah it was uh, like the uh, sort Jake. of like he he managed to gain knowledge of like certain ways to fight back throughout the film and he used each of his escape attempts to sort of get more knowledge on how to defeat certain people like um oh quick like shout, out the, to, shout out to maggie yo um in a uh michelle yo excuse me yeah, in a yeah, quick yeah. uh <laughs> quick unsung can uh, category, uh, uh cameo yeah, like awesome. what's the um who's the um swords master that's after him who's like it's uh, like my name is oh what's her uh, name? It's like uh, Wang Yen. Wang Yen. Yeah, my name is Wang Yen. So, I did I've done this. And I was like, it's a terrible line, but she says it every single time and it just it sounded about, beautiful to me. It was amazing. It was. How about the best cameo is a blink and you missed it in the very beginning. And I remember the first time the helicopter came up and I went, is that Rob Gronkowski? It is Rob Gronkowski. It is Rob what? Gronkowski. Oh, I missed it. I, I missed that completely. Wow. I missed it completely. Uh, you gotta appreciate his use of the Ron Gronkowski as he gets towards the end. But yeah. <laughs> You know, he goes on Hidden Singer, and now he's an actor. Yeah, he's... Hey, you know what? He's my favorite party boy. It's fine. Oh, dude, he, he's he's going to milk it for all he's worth, I think, because I thought it would have been a solid gig to continue till retirement with the um, with the, uh, with the uh, the sports commentator. But when he dropped out of that, I'm, I'm like, okay, you got you got a limited time span. And I think he knows that. So he's using every bit of that, of that, of that positivity if he can. But I mean, I mean he worked best as a personality, and I don't think the sports thing does. Wait, this personality there? Oh my gosh. <laughs> just the empty head. I mean, yeah, he's he's a himbo. He's like the frat boy oh, okay. guy himbo. himbo. That's, that is oh. his thing. I think I think you offended Amanda. I gotta say though, boss level dude, I really enjoyed this. It was just like, you start off like right from the first minute uh it's just like action in your face and from the trailer i expected kind of a bootleg half-assed uh groundhog day edge of tomorrow hodgepodge you know and very few uh movies can actually do it right you know i think the only other one that doesn't fit into that into that uh specific and very small box is um happy death day you know i was gonna happy ask if this was like happy death day kind of comedy inspired horror i'm is it yeah, a it's inspired comedy? by all of them. It is. I, I looked. I, I had to look up and see what the genre they marketed this in, but they marketed it as a action comedy. Mm -hmm. oh. It was that I definitely laughed a lot. Uh, Ken Jeong uh, was on fire in this. Like every time you saw him, and I feel like he toned it. He toned his thing down, but he was he was still like hilarious. He was honestly. I kind of wish everything in this movie was a little turned up more than it was. I agree. But, but yeah, John Yin, yo, she she turned it up with yeah, that amazing like, line. I wish everything was as campy as she was. Yo, man, I did that. Let's go. I just love me. when they did realistic stuff. Like I've always I've watched Groundhog Day and always imagined how this dude explained when he kept getting better and better to the piano teacher. 
And this, and in this, he's got a scene where he has to learn a skill. And every time we see him, uh, we see him revisit his teacher. He explains it up a little, like you know, yeah, I've had a couple of lessons. You know, yeah, I used to practice. You know, uh, occasionally, it's like, yeah, you know, I used to take lessons a lot. You know, but I moved uh, somewhere or other. It's like, yeah, you know, I was a master, but I've let my skills lapse over time, you know? So it's like, so you can start teaching me at this level, at this level, at this level. And it's like, finally yeah. becomes, yeah, I'm a grandmaster, but, you know, I just want to make sure my skills are still sharp, you know? I feel like that's when, when um, Roy's character really started to grow on me. Yeah. I didn't really like him that much in the beginning, but by the time you got there, when um, he's more improvising and like learning on the fly and really putting some like proactivity to what he's trying to do. Like he becomes a better character and a little more entertaining to watch than he is in the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, like he, his character, he sort of like realizes that like instead of like staying in bed and getting stabbed by a guy with a machete, isn't like that isn't really the way to go like he wants to try and like get out of this loop and that's not your idea of a good time i mean no because like i'm just trying to sleep like i just want to sleep and he like the guy is just gonna like interrupt me every time i try and wake up in the morning so like i just want to sleep i mean like like has he like the thing is is, like he's done it like for several times i'm <laughs> so i'm thinking like what would i do in his situation but the thing is it's like i probably would not have done it as well as he like probably would not have lasted as long as he did i feel like you would hit the snooze <laughs> every time and then just get taken yeah. out early either by the the, the axe dude or the helicopter i'm sorry abby i just nah, see you abby, yeah, no, enjoying no, enjoying your slumbers too, too much correct i'd no, be too abby, busy I, like I just him. trying to sleep so, so, so let me ask well, you as guys. As far as, no, 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 what's up? I will, so I didn't see the movie. Uh, I'm kind of curious about like Roy, I think you said Roy's his name? Mm. Yes. Like his mental state through the looping. Cause I'm always kind of curious, you know, if you're constantly going and repeating the same day, wouldn't you eventually kind of go nuts? It goes like, on a roller coaster. Well, First, he's really all about it, and then he, as he starts to work things out, he starts getting a little more sure of himself. So we start off, he's just tired. He's just done with it, and then he goes into, okay, well, I'm gonna escape it. I'm gonna, you know, deal with the situation because I gotta start learning. Then it's, okay, I figured out what's going on. Now I've got machinations and I've got drive, but also I haven't been able to see my son. He goes through a depression. It's 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 kind of a roller coaster. They do it well in this movie. That's the thing that really surprised me. This movie, the action was on point. The comedy was on point. The actual play out of the story and the people's emotions was on point. It's not the type of uh, the type of movie you expect uh, uh, to be taken so seriously as to have realistic reactions, to have a story that makes sense to a degree. It's still extreme sci-fi. You I'm gotta, gonna have to watch you know, this. That aside. And yeah, I mean, ultimately it's a thumbs up for me. I really enjoyed this. I had a great time and I recommend anyone see it. Executioner. Wow, man, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm also gonna give it a thumbs up. I mean, this this movie was impressive. Um, definitely an incredible start at 2021 movies that I've seen so far. All right, Abby Abs. Uh, it's definitely gonna be a thumbs up for me as well. I mean, like I go, going in, I was like, I'm not sure if this film is gonna take itself seriously, but like it took itself kind of seriously, but like not too seriously, which is like really good for these types of films, for like it to sort of like understand that like, 
hey, it's a science fiction film. There's supposed to be some sort of questions and you're not really supposed to know everything surrounding what's going to happen. And just sort of that part of the film is really interesting. And I really did enjoy like the whole plot and the acting and also the music was really good as well. It was solid. I dug the soundtrack of this. They played with uh, some old school cuts really well. And Shane Shay. I'll give it a thumbs up. Really wasn't as impressed as say you were, Pat, but I don't know. Sometimes I have, I can be ridiculously a hard sell on action movies, but that's because I really like action. But um, yeah, it's a thumbs up. It's a fun popcorn movie. It's not too serious. Don't take it too seriously. Um, I don't love Frank's character in the first, like, I don't know, 20 minutes to half hour, but about the midway point, it picks up and it really, it, it's a really fun action to watch. All right, the movie That's called Boss Level now. It's available if you want to stream it. And starring Frank Grillo, uh, Naomi Watts, uh, Mel Gibson popping up out of nowhere. Will Sasso doing a very impressive out of character role for him. Oh, yeah, uh, which, which I actually, yeah, yeah. Um, I watched with someone and I, we actually turned on um, Drop Dead Gorgeous and showed Will Sasso in that. And they couldn't believe it was the same person. Um, yeah, so uh, it's called, uh, once again, it's called Boss Level. Um, check it out. All right, now, man, the panda and I got to check out this game called Mirror Door. Oh. This is an online co-op hack slash boss fighting game where um, like each of the bosses you encounter, they're made by rival players. You know, so you start off the game and it makes you design these like, you know, juggernaut characters. And then as you get into the game, you come across every boss that you have to fight and you realize when it says made by, created by blank, that everyone else in this game made the guy you are fighting here. You know, um, interesting mechanic. Amanda Panic, give us your impressions, please. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh. I love it. That's oh. all we need. Let's... Oh. No. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, it, uh... And I, all right, so let me preface that I'm a glutton for punishment. I played Demon Souls three full times. That is a glutton I am, for punishment. I am, I am all about struggling to succeed. Also story of my life. <laughs> so I thought, okay. Story of my life. <laughs> um, so coming into this right off the bat, you know, like it immediately got me because obviously I played, I, you got to choose between being like a puppy with a sword or like a crow with a sword and I spent I think I spent my first 20 minutes just barking at things because I could bark because it it, it drops you in an area but it doesn't really say like oh go go hit this test dummy like it, it doesn't give you any kind of hand holding which that I'm used the to crap out of me that bugged the crap out of me I'm like I'm, but I'm, I'm here. like this folks just standing around in any other RPG game, you'd think, oh, these are people I go to for information, right? right? And, and so nope, I was the crow, bark, so where bark. you bark, I squawked. So like, I'm like, bark, and like, they're like, bark back. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no communication. And I mean, and most times I don't mind that in these types of games because, you know, Demon Souls did it, Dark Souls did it. I mean, Journey, even to an extent, made your communication with other people very limited. So. So I wasn't exactly jarred by that, but I was just like, in a tutorial, you're not gonna tutorial me? No. Like, and they exactly. don't, you know? So I was like, all right, well, here I am with my little needle of a of a sword and my slashy attacks. Oh, if I hold that, I can do a, a, a stronger one. But it, it, it felt very disjointed and I didn't yeah. like feeling off kilter the whole time. So Parts no, of it are I'm walking like that. The interaction I'm, with everything is via that like, 
voice mechanic. So you hit something and it's like, I'm not, uh, you know, uh, using a doorknob to open a door. I'm no, barking yeah. at it. And or, then, or, or you know. Or squawking uh, at it and then it magically yes. opens. Yeah, you know, you know like, I'm, I'm barking at this chest for it to open and me to access this inventory. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm it, it's, it's, it's interesting. It, as, it, as you go I along, struggled. when I got in the, when I got in the first battle, you realize that I mean, you only have uh, you only have a couple of weapons at your disposal. You have your main, uh, your weapon, you you be a sword or a little needle. You can swap out as you go you have along. A little freaking needle and like a boomerang and with a boomerang. very limited like cone in which it can be effective. I thought that boomerang would have been so badass, and, and then it's, and it's when so I realized limited. you it. If if you if you hit it and it drops elsewhere, you actually have to go pick it up off the ground. You can't. And use it again when you're a dog, you go fetch anyway. So I was not. That part didn't bother me. Um, that seemed very natural for for being a dog. But uh, um, those the boss battles too. Like I think the first portal because the thing about it is Mira. Like look in Spanish and door. Like you go through the doors. You're looking through the doors. Kind of thing. Like I got that. Haha. Mm -hmm. Good on you. Um, you travel through these doors to other areas, potentially other bosses. And when I got to my first boss, because I was like, hey, that looks like a thing I can go in. You know, probably probably shouldn't. <laughs> but you kind of have to. It's part of the game. And I noticed that it was created by somebody. And, like, here I am with my little needle trying to, like, do my Demon Souls training and get up close and, like, kind of try to dodge. And, like, this boss has, like, a laser. Like I had nothing yeah. to to defend against this laser. And I'm like, this is this is not uh, balanced well. Yo, these bosses that you that you're supposed to be able to to, yeah. to go up and like match wits with and you know eventually defeat if you're skilled enough. Yeah, no. no. Okay, you are starting out <laughs> in this world as a novice, and they are all like you know double expert black diamond ill ass. You know, they will hand you, you your You a baby bird repeatedly. being pushed out of the nest that also got set on fire. And there's also C4 on the tree as you fall. They're all exploding. Like yeah, there's no... They all have, that they all sounds have like fun. Attacks. What are you guys talking about? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> they all have very specific so play this game, Abby. Then come talk to me. Because I mm. highly doubt fun will be the word that... Yo, I'm F ready for this. That will not be the word that comes... The F, that will not be the F word I'll that comes out of your it. mouth. All right. Well, if, if you're ready for this, you're ready <laughs> no, for this no, game, it's called, it's called Mirror Door. It's available on Steam now. You can check it out. Um, I got my ass handed to me repeatedly Here's my butt. and i did not have have it back <laughs> a great time mostly because it was just tedious it's a roguelike so every time you lose to one of these cats you can't start off at a convenience i mean you can as you go along but i feel like the save points were too far off and and then too far in between to really create a, an enjoyable experience and then when you have to start over from the beginning you have to track your way back to the boss and then every time I got killed, it wasn't because I, you know, fought and was worn down essentially. It's because the boss, like I'm, I'm running around, I'm trying to pick my spot and each boss has one specific area that you can target. And and that's how, you know, you get, you can eventually, you know, win them over. And the thing is you have to figure out where in their attack pattern to, to go. Once you do, it becomes a little easier, but it's also like, it's not fun finding that. It's not like you have to discover something clever and there's only a certain amount of bosses that can be created. So there's like maybe three or four like overall combinations total and it gets a little repetitive, but also it stopped being fun. Cause I, what, what I was trying to say is every time I got killed, it wasn't because I wore them down and they just beat me in, in time and got my energy. It's because they all have one or two really cheap attacks that takes everything away from you. One shot and, bossing, yeah, yes. for sure. And that damn circle 
each one has a different circle. The ring of fire got me. The ring of like gems got me. That ring of smoke. Oh, oh. Yeah. It's a ring of something. It, yeah. Well, anytime the bosses form a ring, it's your ass. You just have it's to run. There's it no, like is. the ring of lasers that you run or you, it's immediate death and you have to start over. But like when you die, yeah, like you come back anyways. Can't you just learn from previous experience and use that knowledge? This man was not listening. <laughs> like this is not boss level. This, this is not boss level. You're not living in loops. Yeah. I mean, it's... I guess, I guess in your own way, you kind of are. I mean, I was just, it just, to me, it's really hard to come in. And I mean, granted, you can also play this with like, you know, another dog buddy or another crow buddy, mm -hmm. which I did attempt to do. And we both got our butts handed to us. And I think at that point I was like, let me, let me go look at some of these reviews. Let me go to look at some of these walkthroughs. Mm -hmm. And every walkthrough that I looked at, and I looked at five, mm -hmm. all of their first sentences were, you are not going to beat your sentinel the first time. Keep trying. <laughs> It's, it's almost like boss level and helped you prepare. I didn't watch boss level, so it helped well, me. Well, see, that's nothing. the problem. See, guys, now you know to watch boss level. <laughs> this game was punishing and unfortunately not in the, in that fun way where it's like, oh, I can't wait to fight him again. It's a oh, spit. I got to I mean, go I kind of wish there had been a story too, Pat. Like, I'm a dog with a, with a sword or a crow with a sword. Like, why are dogs and crows super tight? Why are we fighting these mecha knight sentinels? For no sure. one's telling me anything and I'm and then I'm walking around water and I'm like, can I swim? <laughs> like I don't even know. Well the, they the don't lore, tell you nothing. The lore that wasn't here is something I tried to fabricate in my head. So I'm like, okay, so we're waking up in the future, but a far off future where humans have died out and like canines and and, and foul creatures have uh, 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 taken over and evolved to the point where they formed their own medieval society. But also remnants of our technology has allowed certain other creatures to create these giant, um, like medieval knight style uh, giant mechs and yeah. they're protecting some ill treasure that you never really find because there are just so many scattered around because they weren't created by humans, see? So our own logic is not their logic. So the way they right. put it out, and I'm just like. <laughs> End of the day, is. thumbs down for me. Whoa, dude, If you want to play a cute animal with weapons, play Cat Quest or Cat Quest 2. Yeah, wait, is that the one with like the bunch of different types of cats that like cartoon you cats? Can, you, can, you can be a cat or a dog and you're a, a, a king that's been asleep forever and you have to save your cat kingdom and the dog kingdom and harmony. <laughs> I think we're talking about the same one. Then Probably yeah, cat quest. Yeah, play that game. Play that, play that one. game. It's, it's definitely a good game then. Yeah. Mirador, I definitely recommend the pass. I mean, honestly, they tried. There was a, there was effort put into this. Yes. But I mean, I the gameplay wasn't fun. For some reason, working the options was weird. Like they have a setup where I couldn't lower the It was a little janky. I couldn't map the, uh, well to it at all. This isn't the fault of the game itself, but just the thing that may exist. My uh, attack button kept glitching. Like it, it's, it, would, it would stop working after like, you know, uh, uh, two fights, and I'd I'd have to restart the game. Like I don't I don't know what happened. Every time I thought I was attacking, I was just barking at the boss and dying. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, maybe if I talk to him enough, he won't you know, have to my murder treats. me. And the big dude with the mace came <laughs> down like, like shut. Shut. He's like we. Can share the Scooby Snacks. Yeah, there's Scooby Snacks for everyone. Oh, these are my Scooby Snacks. Yeah, um, Scooby Dooby, don't do that. All right, well, on that clever note, I'm going to kick it over to Abby Abs. Abby, want to get your impressions of 
Breaklands. This is a future future history that was reshaped by these godlike physics, right? Um, so like all these characters have different powers and different abilities. The character we follow is uh, Casa Fane. She's the only one in this world without a power and her brother gets kidnapped. So now uh, she got to venture out and save his ass. Now, Abby, you want to give us your impressions of Breaklands? Yo, it's that like stereotypical, like the little brother doesn't do what he's told. So the sister has to go out and save him or like the like, it's like the, the kid doesn't do what what they're told. So the other person in like the family or the friend or whatever has to try and go save them. That's the whole plot. And it's really good the way that they did this. Cause you think like, oh, it's just gonna be like, they're gonna come across like a bunch of different people and they're all gonna be like super powered and they are, but like the way that they do it, it's very much like wasteland. Everyone's out for themselves. Yeah, this is Mad Max. Everyone like yeah. learn how to live in a society of of super beings because like yes, I can fly and shoot lasers out of my eyes, but so can the next cat and the next cat and then these folks and then you don't know what they can actually do with you know their own specialty specifically. So let me not mess. And then you got roving street gangs that are like nah, bump that. We're you know going for hours and there's slavers that are like we're gonna round up as many people whose powers can't match up to our own and then you know sell them off to people who are gonna do the same and buy them or whatnot. There's medieval kingdoms made up of evil cats. I can tell what boring Manda and Shayna, so, you know, we'll I'll try to speed it up. As much as I wanted to hate on this, because I've seen several stories like this, or in the wasteland, oh, they're struggling for so-and-so, and then everyone's got powers, what are we gonna do? It's gonna get weird. I, I would... didn't hate this. I thought it was, I thought it was fun, man. When, I thought it was I, that, so cool. Yeah, that first page, I wanted to punch that little brother in the face. But oh, at, yeah, like, definitely. By, like, by, the t- by the time, uh, 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 Casa uh, runs out of the um, of the cave and immediately, immediately into that like giant bear thing with the skull head and, the, and those oh teeth. Oh my god! <laughs> oh well, yo, it was it was wild. It was it was cool. You know what, man? I I was coming in, expected to hate it, man. Casa kind of surprised me. You know, Adam Adam definitely deserved uh, a slap upside the head. I would have did it because you know that's that's family. And sometimes family likes to act inappropriate and dumb. But it's it was just interesting at like how she's able to navigate in this world. Like this world is pretty much like Mad Max meets heroes. Like everyone is special. And here she is just like, oh, I'm just an ordinary person who can climb rocks, take down giant monsters with a bow and arrow. Yo, yes, yes, she was ridiculous with that bow and arrow. Yo, she's just like arrow shock wave on everybody, bro. Like she's headshotting from 10 miles away. You know what I'm it's saying? like Hawkeye and... I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. At one point I'm like, yo, who, who? like, yo, Katza versus Hawkeye, let's let's go. But not only that, but she's never really gone outside of her area. Like she, she has been tasked by her mother to protect her brother. So they stay within this cave, they stay within this area. And the fact that he leaves because he's just like, I'm bored, I wanna see the world. And she's like, bruh, just chill, okay? Mom said, wait. And then he goes off and then he gets captured. And the next thing you know, she's like, okay, see, look at this. All you have to do is stay in the cave. Yeah, and now she's just trying to get her brother. And But not only is she doing that, she's like discovering the world. And even discovering the world, other people are noticing like, yo, you have no powers, but you're able to do all these amazing things. And it's just, how are you alive still? Mm. Yeah, it's like, how are you not dead? 
Yeah, and all these uh, all these people in this world that they build have unique abilities that I think were used really well. You find out how different folks with different powers are actually putting them to specific uses in the society, and I was impressed. It's yo, with that dude that can that can read minds, or rather, not read minds, read intent. Yes. Um, yeah. That was that was, that was dope. I never I never thought of that as a as just a way to like make a living. And he's like reading folks and it's like, okay, your intentions are okay, but your intentions are this and your intentions are that. So we're gonna handle this situation right now. I'm just like, yo, what oh, oh I didn't think oh yo, my bad. My bad, put it down, my bad. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like my boss thought about if, yeah. if someone pissed me off and I'm like, yo, I'm gonna backhand this mother, it's just like, oh, you're gonna backhand me. It's like I you can know feel what? it. Yo, I'm uh, ready for you. Let, let's be friends, sir. Uh, yo, that dude, um, uh, what was his name? Oh, Miss, Mr. Fingerbang guy? Mr. Yusuke Yurameshi over here, bro? Just dude, stop with people. the finger guns. <laughs> right. Yo, I, I, had, I had questions about him, man. I, ah. I like how they set up his character, where it's like, you think he's one thing, and then he seems like another. So you think he's that thing, and then he turns around and, and he's another thing. And I'm just like, yo, surprise. Who the? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um... I do like the aesthetic they set up. A lot of uh, homages to own characters. The, the obvious tank girl uh, came in, and I thought she'd be corny. She was kind of cool. She was all right. And then Ruth, Ruth, the, the giant juggernaut uh, 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 woman. Or I don't think she was a woman. I think I oh, think that was she a dude, it. man. That was that was a big old the, the person with I, the I, blue I think hair. Ruth was androgynous. No, no, we talking about the the big guy that was able the to generate with the, with his the, with body the after like being yes, a, okay, yeah, yes. So I think, so I think, blue I think hair, cold, androgynous. Okay, I, I was like, I don't know who this person is, but like, I want to see where this goes, and it did not disappoint. <laughs> uh, it was like, badass. And then there's also uh, Gar 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 Gargarin. 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 I'm he's trying the... to pronounce his name because it's just because he's he's got like the the super speed, but it also ages him. Mm. So that's so that's why he's like kind of like semi old, but he's like I'm not really old. That's a cool mechanic. I like that. I, I like. Does he stay old every time he uses his ability? Like, does yeah. it just age his body? Yeah, it ages his body. And it doesn't revert. No. Nah. Okay. So Ooh, imagine dang. like you're like a child and like you cannot control your powers, and so like you're like ten years old. You use your powers too much. Bam, you're sixty years old. It's like it sucks. I mean, there's a show. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. Raising Dion with a little kid learning how to be Superman. And they did that. They did kind of the same thing in the Invincible Universe from Image Comics. Uh, where there's a uh, monster girl. She's an adult, but she's got the body of a 10-year-old girl. Every time she uses her powers, and her powers have become this big, hulking monster ogre thing. And then she's part of the superhero team, so she has to do that every now and then to wreck shop and, you know, save the world. When she reverts back to human form, it de-ages her. So she comes back younger and younger and younger. So when they introduce this, like, young girl, she's, I think when we meet her, she's, like, 200 years old. She kept having to like grow back into adulthood and she tried not to use her powers and she just kept aging and stuff and de-aging and then at some point you can't keep de-aging otherwise you're going to just become a, you know a wayward sperm just like you know on the sidewalk or something so like they use that same I, mechanic for dude he can't use his powers too much because eventually he's gonna, just gonna age him into death or too feeble to function and perform his like mercenary duties you know I really, I really like this concept because I always thought that, that was very, that was something like speedsters in general. I'm like, if you're running that fast, you are not only defying speed, like you are traveling through time effectively. And yeah. I always wanted to see the inverse reaction happening to them doing or using their ability. So that's, that's really cool. Unless you're- I'm, yeah, I'm also like, 
I want this, like this would be such a t- good television show concept, like of like the, yeah, of like this. trying to save your brother and then you're going through this like wasteland that's like full of people with like these powers you've never even thought of before. Like with the, I can sense your intent, dude. Like that was such like a unique sort of thing that like no one would think about. Cause it's like one of those things that like you don't think about in like, suit in like comics with powers and you're like huh i mean i think uh, i think the show the misfits actually played around with a really cool way of bringing powers about yeah misfits Uh, was misfits was in was good i i wish they didn't limit it to to the detention center right those first few seasons i thought were fairly strong i loved the idea that their powers were from like their their insecurities like yeah. Um, oh, yeah, wow. Abby, Abby, yeah. if y'all aren't familiar, there was a show Misfits. Uh, it's a, it was a BBC Four show. Oh, this so was, oh okay. I, I liked it. No, I was thinking more. If it was if it was a show, it'd be a lot more like um, Defiance. Defiance was a show on Sci-Fi that was set in a similar like future world that uh, is reduced to like ash and wasteland, and people live in the remnants of what used to be our society. Like Defiance takes place in what was St. Louis. You know, and the and, and the big arch is like broken, and that's the the entrance to the town um, of Defiance. And all these people are it's humans who are like the minority species now because it takes after we've interacted with aliens and they've you know made their way to Earth, but now they've got worlds that weren't like you know blown up in a similar gate accident to uh, Cowboy Bebop. You know, so that's how the world like was 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 destroyed, and now people have to survive with these aliens that have different powers and different abilities, and like just some they just they just they're more formidable. And it's a world where they've learned to survive and we've learned to survive and everyone has like this uneasy existence with each other. And that's, the, that's definitely the sense I got from, from, from this book. And I enjoyed it immensely. Dude, I, I did notice a couple of things. Like I noticed a couple of hiccups in the story, but I was enjoying the story so much that it didn't, it didn't get to me too much. Like uh, conveniently folks have information that we never saw them get. And there weren't like breaks where they implied that they could have gotten it, you know, overnight or something. It just like, how do they find out Eddie's name? They never knew Eddie's name. And then like in mid book, they're just saying Eddie's name and giving his power breakdown and such. None of them have ever interacted with him before. And they've got all this information, you know, yeah, stuff like Eddie that. Eddie was like famous. Yeah. So. Eddie was not famous. Eddie's, ba- Eddie's group was famous, but they didn't know them individually. They were just no- a notorious I mean, band of, but yo, dog, you, you mean, will like, tell me, you, you will tell me, you know, the name of every blood and crypt. Hey man, that's different though, man. That's not different. That's who these cats were. It's like you know of the Bloods and Crips because, but you don't know the individual members, man. That's that's where Eddie was. Eddie was a member of the Crips. But dude, the the book is called Breaklands. I give it a thumbs up. This was a it was a good ass read. I like the powers, like characters. I had a good time. The art was beautiful. The story was mostly well done, besides a couple of you know inconsistencies. And I mean, yo, I I enjoyed it immensely, Abby. Oh, thumbs up for me as well. This sort of Boku no Hero Academia, the 100 Shinar Chronicles Mad Max combination of a book really caught my attention. Um, and like, even with the inconsistencies that are scattered throughout the um, throughout it, like it still sort of kept me hooked as in like, this would be like, like, I want to see what happens next. Like, will they, won't they? What kind of, like, um, things are we going to see next? And it's just, like, overall, 
full of action where I didn't expect it to be. So, yeah. Evocutioner. Look, man, if you like Dune, if you like Heroes, if you like, you know, Black Clover, then you'll definitely like this comic. I enjoyed it. It's an amazing story. I got to give it a thumbs up, man. I was surprised. Yo, I I, 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 this is a good week. This, I'm loving this. <laughs> good, great time with that so far. All right. Well, the book is called uh, Breaklands. Um, it just came out in trade, hence why we're talking about it now. And the story continues, so you can still follow Casa Fane and uh, her brother. There, that's Fane's band of cats. Yeah. Um, it's out from Dark Horse Comics now. Uh, Breaklands, recommended by us. Check it out. But now we're going to talk about Punky Brewster. Oh goodness. Um, now, now, and if anyone remembers, Punky Brewster was a show uh, about a young oh, girl wow. who's adopted. Oh, by an older gentleman and their escapades in him raising her and her learning about the world. She's got a small group of friends. They get into trouble. They did serious episodes. They did, you know, uh, some funny, a lot of funny episodes. Amanda yawned. So that tells you the I'm true not effect yawning of the show of over. Brewster. Uh, I only uh, had one cup of tea today. I'm behind my caffeine intake. All right. So that's okay. Well, I know, I, know, I know Shane is peppy and got my back. Shane, are you ready? Maybe the world is blind. Da, 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 da. Is that the thing? Or just a little unkind. Who wants you some punky Brewster? Is, is that really why, the why theme song? Why am I alone in this? I haven't heard that theme song in years. And oh. remember, towards the end of the series, they cut down on most of it. And you just got that. the... Every time I yeah. turn around. Turn around. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all, y'all yeah, not excited. Syndication. <laughs> syndication. It messes up their theme songs because they eventually chop the Well, up. because the format is so different from when we grew up, where you had 30 seconds to pitch the whole concept of the show. Well, when we yeah. grew up, Abby's yeah. like, what the hell are y'all talking about? Fuck you guys f- are old. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, Abby, you're fossils. right. You guys are That's old. Why. You guys are old. Get out of here. Pat, the oldest <laughs> one here, has something to say, but okay. Let, let, let go, Abby. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's all I was thinking. Was like, but you know, what? y'all are old. Yeah. I mean, you ain't wrong. Thank you. Thank you ain't wrong. Yeah, thank you. Here's the thing. I thought well, about well, well, thank guys for joining us for the last uh, episode. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, See you guys. In this story, Punky is the single mother of three children, trying to get her life back on track. She meets a young. She meets a young girl who reminds her a lot of herself. And the story is all about the mechanics of like a family that's mixed. There's adopted children and existing in this world where Punky is now in the role of Henry, the guy who adopted her in the original series. So does this new show measure up? Does it still tug on the same, you know, heartstrings to that level? You know, I'm gonna kick it over to, I'm gonna give it over to Shayna. Give us the breakdown. Mm, Break it down. Well, sometimes I wish this was actually called something different. Like it had a subheader header so I could keep the two series separated. And that does make it hard to Google, yes. But, but one, I like the um, beginning homage to the old theme song in the beginning of the show. Cause mm. I, I, it was a theme song I really liked as a kid. All in all, it was nice to see Punky as an adult and essentially paying forward the kindness that was given to her as a child. Continually, because this isn't even going to be the first child that she's taken in, because she has two adopted sons who she also took in at a young age. And it's just like, that's one, I just think is that part is awesome. I don't think we 
promote adoption enough in society. I was a little dumb that both of them were adopted. I, I, I kind of like the idea of one of them being adopted and the other one just being a reminder that Punky's down with the swirl. Hey. Well, I know, but she does have one biological child. So, mm-hmm. and technically, she is a little swirl. Freddie Jr. It's technically Hispanic. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I, I'm, I'm on board with you there, Pat. When I, when I saw Diego, I was like, oh, all right, Daddy gonna be on the, uh, on the darker <laughs> side. All right. <laughs> when he shows <laughs> up. <laughs> Yo, Punky now with the chocolate. That's all. There is, that's all there is to it. The show brings back uh, some of Punky's old friends. Uh, Sherry. Adam. It doesn't bring back Adam. We do see Margot. Margot looks so different. I was happy about seeing Margot. I was like, yeah. At first I was like, is that really her? But then she talked for a little while. And I was like, yeah, that's her. <laughs> so I like seeing Sherry. I like the dynamic with Sherry too. Them making her an LGBTQ, an LGBTQ representative character. Her being such a prominent force in this show. They're doing something like really extra progressive which is outside of the initial scope that we expected, which is all the better. I mean, you know, more power to them. I applaud them for a lot of what they did. I acknowledge that I am not the audience intended for this show because I hated every second after the theme song. Oh. 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 I'm guessing wow. Kat is not down for the slice of life sitcom. Yo, everything about this, and I'll break it down, everything about this is extra, extra saccharine. That's not necessarily a bad thing for a show like this where he's trying to show parents showing love for their kids, but the whole thing is written, it's written like, like, a, like a Disney XD or maybe a Nickelodeon sitcom, but the story is more along the lines of a mid-90s Fox sitcom. You know, so it's like, if it was from the kid's point of view, everything about this would have made a lot more sense, would have been a lot more poignant and would have struck a better chord with me. But because it was it was more about the parents and the kids were the catalyst for the, what the parents are doing, it felt awkward to me, it felt disjointed. And just looking at it from a purely critical point of view, because I acknowledge I'm not the audience this was meant for. It feels like it's meant more for kids, but it's about I the parents. That for fa- I think, I think it's for families. Yeah, I think the thought process is to watch it with your family. family. Like, I, I, I could be wrong, but that's the way Punky Brewster was made originally, the original series, and a lot of shows back then. The thought process is that, because also you have to, and this is going to blow Ma- Amanda's mind in a, not Amanda, this is going to blow Abby's mind in a minute. Um, back when we were really little, most households only had one TV. Struggle was real for TV for- dominance opposed to just think, one think hunger games but with a tv i know my my dad has four siblings so trust me i got all of the stories oh man the ravages of age all right all right now shana tell us shana now what's gonna blow amanda i mean i meant to say abby but there's too many a's all right um but that's the show as the show uh, as the show progressed i like the dynamic that they presented and i like the interaction of the kids i thought the kids were the strongest part of this like it's supposed to be I about mean, Punky and her experience, but yeah. I, I could give a, I could give a care less. Well, here I thought I was gonna be the dissenter, but you are clearly oh, the dissenter here. I'm giving this a big thumbs up, and I don't have kids. My family is me and my my husband and my two fur babies and a plant succulent that I've killed, but I refuse to accept <laughs> that it's dead. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm holding on to its corpse, hoping for a Jesus moment and it will resurrect and I can pretend I didn't kill it. But I think for me, it tugged on my heartstrings in a very familiar way, which I liked. I felt it was challenging the family dynamic 
because granted like we have modern family now which has so many different interchangeable relationships in that but you don't usually see traditionally broken up family still with co-parenting adults that spoilers may or may not think about getting back together or not but like here are these two adults that made this decision and are trying to parent be there for their children but be separate people and then on top of that the lgbtq which i thought was a nice nod only because a lot of people back in the day were like you know punky and cherry probably like had a moment or two i like how they kind of nodded that off in one of the episodes where they're like eating cakes and it's like oh you guys are a cute couple and it's all like glad that you guys acknowledged that people were thinking that way kind of glad about that because um yeah and i I liked those nods from a critical point of view i gotta give it a thumbs down but From the point of view of just somebody who acknowledges that this is a family show intended for families, it really hurts too because I love Funky Rooster growing up. I applaud the career of Slay Moon Fry. Uh, I like that they did stuff like bring back the characters, but ultimately it's a thumbs down for me. Amanda? I definitely think they put a lot more focus on the kids being uh, a life lesson for the parents. So I definitely agree with you on that, Pat. But I also kind of like how they approached like some pretty heavy subjects about like gender expression. Those were not lessons that were given to us in our sitcoms and our child shows growing up. Clearly something that is happening in these generations now that they need to have shows they can go, oh, I remember, like I remember watching Boy Meets World and like the minute Sean was like all about Angela, I was like, oh my God, white people can like black people? This is a thing? This show had a lot more progressive notes, but Shayna, what were your impressions? (laughs) My impressions, I overall, like, I give the show a thumbs up. I enjoyed it for the most, well, no, I enjoyed it. I won't say for the most part, I enjoyed it. Maybe because I'm a mom with an annoying ass 15 year old daughter and I'm going through a lot of what punky goes through. <laughs> maybe it's because I had, I have a real life Sherry. Though not gay, she's been my like voice of reason for since I was like nine. Um, so I guess there are enough stuff in it that reminds me of stuff. But also I really like that they showed a grown up punky who was still punky, who wasn't, you know, beaten down by life and all of a sudden she's doing a regular nine to five wearing a suit. She don't mit- don't have the mismatch shoes anymore. Like I still got that. She was still punky and I really did appreciate that part. Um, so for me, it was just like a lot of nostalgia. I liked when Sherry got excited and she started acting like her grandmother. I don't know if everybody caught that. As I a moment That that was like a moment that her grandmother had in the old series where she would get real excited about a situation. Little stuff like that. Because anybody who's ever had like a very um, hysteronic older black woman in your life, you know that she's probably picked up some of those mannerisms somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as she didn't yell out, oh Lord, I was good. Uh, the show is called Punky Brewster. It's available now uh, streaming on Peacock if you have Peacock. If you don't, you can probably find episodes somewhere. And I mean, we have mixed impressions, but honestly, I think you got the solid impression of why and who it's meant for. If you want to check it out, it's on Peacock now. And we are out of time. I want to thank y'all for joining us for another action-packed, fun-filled episode. If you heard anything on this show, you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. And dude, I mean, go to the website, check out all our fair and good stuff. Go to geek-down.com. And if that jives with you, maybe you want to check out the rest of the shows on the network. Go to villains.wtf for all that goodness there. And not just us, Manda Panda, want to tell the people where they can find more of your exploits. 
Well, I mean, when I'm not here, I'm over at Black and Pat, Twitch, blackandpat.com, where I play games and make you feel sad and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and we'll catch yeah, y'all like, here. Not still looking for the win. Mm-hmm. Same Ray, I was supposed to be like, one, two, three. <laughs> Sorry, Pat. And we'll catch y'all right here. Same bad time, same bad channel. But until then, listen to each other. Peace.